Welcome to Car Talk. I'm Eddie J. Tuesday show here with Ed and first time on the show and friend of Edwards and now I'd say friend of mine. I'd hope we're friends. Uh, uh, I hope so. Mr. Mr. David Prince, how you doing, mate? I'm doing really well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. No worries. Hello, Hello, Edward. How are you? Yeah, good, good. This is, um, this is, I feel a bit nervous having someone of David's calibre on the show. Oh. (laughs) You've taught me all I know. He knows a lot about stuff that I should know, but now I'm going to lose the quiz. Well, yeah, see, we were just talking before the show and I was, I was giving uh, David the rundown of, of what happens in the show. And the first thing that Ed's like, he's like, oh, my, um, my, my I'm afraid because I'm going to lose the quiz now because David's so much compared to that sort of, sort my, of my winning streak I had has been abolished now. Yeah. Isn't the answer to most of the questions of Barra? Yeah, Barra, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but David, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we've we've been we've been talking about getting you on for a while, and uh, thanks for coming on, on such short notice. Um, Mr. Edward uh, has obviously introduced us, and you know I, you're you're just a, a breadth of knowledge um, in the, in the car community, and um, have it's been. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that because yeah. the last time I said anything like that, I, I copped it on this show. Um, oh. <laughs> Um, was that from me? Did you come yeah, from me? That was from you, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, like, very dry, I think, you know. <laughs> so in essence, David really lived through the 80s and was driving through the 80s. I was alive through the 80s, but doing bugger all really in primary school. Um, and Matt wishes he was alive and living through the 80s. <laughs> all, the cars, all the cars you like are 80s, aren't they? Pretty much, yeah. That's <laughs> It was a very cool time for, to be looking at cars, to be loving cars, that's for sure. The next, one, the next one I am looking at, as you guys know, um, and I've spoken to you both about uh, an AW11 MR2. I've just, I've always loved them. So possibly on the agenda, we'll, we'll see. I feel I'll... like this whole MR2 talk is fairly recent from you. I don't, I don't I've always loved them. I, don't, I know, you might always like them, but I don't recall you banging on about them until recently. And it's well, suddenly become this... Like you've got blinkers on, I'm getting an MR2, and I'm like, where did this come from? This has just, just happened. Did well, you message the guy about the white one, Manny? I did, actually, yeah. We, we got talking about it. Um, he's, he's my age. He's had it for like 11 years and um, really looked after it. And But he's in Sydney, and he's like, he's going to come back after COVID, and then he's going to show me the car. So so that'll okay. be that'll be, right. that'll be good. But, um, no, yeah. I'll just be looking at it for the time being anyway, so that's a good thing. Right. Correct. And, um, he also said to me that I've got the weirdest car collection he's ever heard of, like all just random, <laughs> random things. Um, <laughs> you don't have a Saab, you know, that would be weirder if you had through a Saab. <laughs> no, I, I think he, he, meant it in, he meant it in the form of like, they're all so different. Like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. you, don't have any, you don't have any specific... specific it's called car. diversity, I think. Yeah, diversity. diversity. We're all about this program. All about the yeah. diversity. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no, but like, he seemed really cool, and and um, he's like to me, "Have you ever driven an NA um, MX5?" I'm like, "Actually, believe it or not, I drove one quite recently." Um, and he's like, "They drive very similar, but they're a little bit more um, they're a little bit more twitchy because of because of where the engine is." Um, yeah, um, but he's like, apart yeah. from that, he's, um, 
yeah, he, he wouldn't want to get rid of it because he's got a few other he's got a few other cars. Um, but again, he's moving to Sydney, so needs to. Do they have more power than a, than an N8? I was just going to ask that. Are they more grunty? Because they're oh, still a one point six, aren't they? Yeah, they're four AGE. They're they're sixteen hundred. Um, and I think I think in the, like the the SX Corollas, they had a hundred kilowatts, but I, I doubt it's got that. I'd say they probably got like in the nineties or probably even eighties. Um, yeah. but uh, they are oh, little... kilowatts. It'd, it'd be around the same. Yeah, it'd be around it's the same. Seventy-eight or eighty, something like that. Be around the same power level, I'd say. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's um, I, I feel like the MR2 might be a bit lighter. I think they're about just under a ton. Yeah, I think, or, um, I so. Mm. Oh, although an MX5, there's not a lot to it. Mm. Yeah. No roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you have the optional hardtop, David. That's true. And then there's a lot of roof and it slows it down, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I really noticed the performance difference of roof on versus hardtop off. Yeah. <laughs> You're losing nine of the ten horsepower that cars actually got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good, but, um, would be a good choice. Would be a good choice. I mean, like, yeah. I, as you know, uh, David and, and Edward, I'm I'm a laser guy, laser guy through and through, and, and I've always always loved a like a TX3. But they 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 just you just can't find them anymore. As like in the spec that I'd want a TX3 turbo, or, you know, all wheel drive one, whether it be a KE or a um or a KH or a KF, doesn't really doesn't really bother me. But um and the and the clean ones fetch well over ten grand now, and then the the crappy ones are so far gone that. They just yeah. There's there's really no kind of middle ground where like you could buy like a like a like a fixer upper like a wheeler dealer sort of car. So, um, what would happen, Matthew, if you bought it MR2 like this one or another one, mm-hmm. and then two weeks later a laser turbo comes on for the same money? Mm. What would would you sell the MR2 to get the laser? Oh, that is a hard one. Um, I mean, the thing is with MR2s that they're a little bit more common than a T3 Turbo, but I think that's because they were, um, especially AW11, like early ones, I think they were kind of owned for longer periods of time, whereas T3s were just kind of just like thrashed and sold off and thrashed and sold off. So I don't think the survival rate of them is as high, especially the all-wheel drive ones when people pumped a lot of power into them. Their issues were their drivetrain, like the gearboxes and, and, um, and stuff like that were just, they just went up to up to the task. Um, so in terms of survival rate, I think they're a lot lower. Um, but then again, price range, they are sort of the same money. But if you get like I get a really good MR2, they're in fifteen grand plus. Um, okay. um, and like probably the best TX3 turbo that you'd find would be pushing twelve, thirteen. Um, mm. So there is an old lady that, that drives a, a KH, a black KH TX3 turbo, all drive. Um, she's, probably, she's probably like, I kid you not, like 80 years old and she drives it to, to my shopping center all the time. And I, I've always wanted to just be saying, hey, do you even know what you have? Like, I will buy the car from you. <laughs> um, Put a note on the car. Talk to her. Absolutely. Um, I've picked up numerous cars that way. <laughs> I was going to say, Dave, David's bought many a car from leaving a little handwritten note on the windscreen. There you go. Absolutely. I used to I used to knock on people's front doors. If I saw something parked out the front, I'd just go and knock on the door. I was more front than Myers when I was more younger. More front than Myers. Yeah. 
I've bought numerous cars from just doing that going. And the number of times I was always amazed, oh, do you want to sell you a blah, blah, whatever out the front? And they'd be like, yeah, we think you're selling it actually. You know, like yeah. they never said, no, it's not for sale. It was always like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. we can. Talk I think the key is to put a nice chatty little wordy note under the windscreen a too. Wordy you know? note. No, the, you want to sell your car? No, 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 no. What are your secrets, David? What would you well, write? The one that springs to mind immediately was a, a Mark One Golf convertible, but it was an American version, so it had the the, so it was badged Rabbit, and it had yeah. the impact bumper bars. So it was one of the very very early cars, probably eighty one, I think it was, before they were ever sold here. They didn't get sold here by Volkswagen Australia till like ninety two or ninety one. Yeah. Something so was, like that. That, was that car, David, a personal import from America? It was. Evidently, the story goes, a, a guy bought in a batch of five of them from the States and converted them from uh, left-hand drive to right-hand drive. So it was a huge engineering thing. Um, this is probably oh, probably 15 years ago now, but I just spied it in a stream in Glen Iris that I'd, I'd never been down before. And I just saw this thing in the distance and they're quite distinctive with the single headlights. Yeah. And yeah big impact bumper bars and I, I drove up and, and had a look at it and it, there was the, the the typical dirt underneath and the leaves yeah. caught under the wheels and thinking oh that hasn't moved for a while no. so i just wrote a note something along, along the lines of um uh this this beautiful golf you know, or rabbit looks like it needs a new loving home you know is could it be available for sale you know so you're yeah. actually complimenting them on the car yeah. as well as yeah. you know like wanting to give it a better life yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I got a call the next day, and um, uh, five hundred bucks. I bought it. Yeah, drove it. Well, no, actually, I didn't drive it home. Didn't go. It belonged to the guy's daughter, and she'd moved into state. And he said, "I start tried starting it for, you know, I kept it running for a few months." But he said, "Then the battery went flat, and it's just sat there for probably six months." Wow. Um, but it was we we lugged it home, and I'm used to my uh, Japanese cars. Um, uh, when I finally got it to a workshop and they checked it over, it, what, it was more like an example of what could be wrong with a car. It was like a, a roadworthy checklist of problems. <laughs> and you, you just could have ticked Every the whole box. Was ticked. Oh, yeah. my lordy. It had more stuff wrong than I thought could be wrong with a car. But anyway, got it all fixed and sorted out. And I think I sold it to a guy in the Volkswagen Car Club who just loved it. So um, it was a it was a Wolfsburg edition, triple white, uh, so white roof, yeah. white wheels, and white, 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 white. Yeah. That's rare. I mean, that is like you said, one of five at the time, and then to be yeah, a yeah. Well, I'd I'd never seen one of these. Oh, actually, that's not true. I'd seen one, you know, early rabbit with the single headlights, not the GTI sort of four mm. headlight version. This just had the single headlights, um, and these weird ass uh, looking great big bumper bars on it. But yeah, I mean, yeah your character and then being an early car uh, was auto that was the other thing i didn't love about it but yeah it was cool yeah Very cool. Uh, yeah you've got to put a little note and just you know compliment them on the car and say how cool it is and and then get them on the side that way first yeah. but, yeah, be amazed as ed said it's, it's especially if they're looking a little bit you know down and sad it's like oh, okay. mm. a, and a lot of people i mean we're used to buying and selling cars all the time but a lot of people get really stuck they don't know what the next step the next is or step. they don't know exactly. what to do and, exactly. oh, it needs this for roadworthy, but hang on, can I sell it without a roadworthy? And, you know, all those sort of big questions fly around in their mind and they get advice from neighbours and friends or whatever and it, and it all gets a bit hard and they just want it to be easy and make it go away.
Yeah. And I think too, when you're buying something that's you know obviously out of reg or <laughs> and the Vigro's Rego check is great for that, isn't it? You can actually yeah, just check on the yeah. website. And see if it comes out next week, I'll put a note <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm or deny if I've actually done that, but uh, the answer would probably be yes. Um, but uh, yeah, but once people know, you know. You actually even don't need. You just need a receipt if it's out out of reg. You just need a receipt yeah, from the person. That's right. Yeah. Oh, is that it's, all you need? You're not you're not transferring any registration. It's just no, that's to right. There's nothing to transfer. Or dining table. Yeah. 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 There you yeah. go, Eddie. No, look, it's 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 a car that's that's always been there. Like it it looks like it's, it's I mean it's a little bit rough because it's it looks like it hasn't hasn't had a polish in years. But it yeah. is it's, it's a complete original. Even got the original tape deck in it. You know uh, the original alloys. Um, it's it's a really original car. Um, there's that one, and then there's also an, uh, like a, a blue Sprinter, a Toyota Sprinter, um, oh, wow. that's uh, like original mags, like bog standard that that does this parks in the same car park every every couple of days. Um, Who's this car park, Matthew? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to edit this out of the uh, out of the um, <laughs> the, the the podcast. <laughs> um, Yes, no. It's it's a uh, it's it's a local shopping centre with where I live. Put it that okay. way. Within five kilometres. Within Your five kilometres. Week is to go and uh, go and do some shopping. You <laughs> and I can't go there, David. You and I can't. Okay. Okay. No. But not I'm just going to sit in the car park with my laptop to do my work and just waiting for the car to rock up. So I have a little desk and a little, you know. <laughs> Like I just use the LTD. It's the, the whole back end can just like just just be this like it's like a massive living area anyway. So, um, but yeah. No, so 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 that's currently where I'm with that. But David, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, first time on the show, cars that you've owned. You've owned quite a fair few over the over the history. But how you got into cars and and just yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Um, how long do we have cars, David? <laughs> a long time. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've always loved cars since I was as as far back as I can remember. My my superpower used to be able to identify cars at night by their headlights, but you can't do that anymore because everything's got running lights and then they they, uh, uh, they all look the same most of them now. All the new stuff. Um, but no, no, I've always uh, I've always loved um, all sorts of cars. Everything cars I can remember. One of my earliest memories was my cousin had a light fifteen Citroen. Um, that was her first car, and she had it thirty five years. And so, you know, I've got a lot of memories of that in my childhood. Then um, uh, her father had a Pontiac Parisienne, so about a sixty seven Pontiac that was a uh, Canadian built one. I, I worked out later. Um, and I was actually offered driving lessons in that, um, and and refused because it was. I felt like it would be like driving, you know, a house along the road, you know, <laughs> so wide, front and rear bench seats, and and it just. I reckon you could have fit five people across those seats. There, it was just yeah. incredible. Um, but now I, I got my license um, in the in the then very. I won't tell you the date, but you'll you'll get it from the car. Uh, the a front wheel drive Mazda 323 had just been released, and um, the driving instructor just around the corner had one of those. I thought, well, they're pretty cool. We bet we'll, we'll get our license in one of those. those. 80, uh, we're talking 81, 82? 80. 80. 80. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, sorry, 81. 81, I got my license, but yeah, I was driving. Yeah, 81, yeah. 81 March. Rear drive 323 
ran from like 76, 77? Yep. No, 77. 77, yep. And the then they updated ran, it in and then they had the square headlights. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And very late 80, the front wheel drives came out. And that was quite a big change for Mazda, those two models. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the laser, of course, not long after that. Yeah. About yeah. Six, six months, I think, or so. Yeah. Early 81, I think, the, yeah. the, um, the lasers yeah. came out. Yeah. yeah. Is that, Maddie, the first ever laser? Just, just, just the <laughs> word laser gives you tingles, guys. Did you get this tingles thinking about <laughs> oh. that first laser? You know, I love the laser. Laser, they were. Laser, the laser. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, a friend of ours had a um, original, uh, like like a rear drive, you know, three two three, and um, it was. I mean, the thing was falling apart when they had it, but they're actually worth quite a bit of money now because people put rotaries in them and just 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 take them. Take him down Probably the corner. Quite a nice original one would be a bit of a challenge these days because they've yeah. all been totally doofed within their their life. I remember where we used to go camping at Christmas time. One of the slightly older kids had one that he was his mum's, and then he inherited it with the rear drive three two three. It was white, and it had blue striped tartan seats inside, which I oh, always yeah. thought very VW Golf GTI. I always liked the tartan. <laughs> and one day he, I would have been maybe fourteen or fifteen, and he said, "Oh, take it for a spin around the camping ground, Ed. Like it's it's, it's sort of private roads and like dirt roads through the campground." And I was like, "Yeah, all right." So I jumped in this thing and I remember being really impressed at how light it was, like incredibly light steering. Yeah. Um, I thought for a car that was old and didn't have power steering, it would be really cumbersome. But I was like, oh, this is a dream. I really liked it. Um, mm. So I brought it back and that was my road test opinion. I said, very light steering. I like very it. Light steering. <laughs> See, I prefer older cars like that with no power steering because like a lot of cars from that era were just, they were so heavily like, you know, like the power steering was just so heavily assisted that it just felt like you were driving nothing. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, the, the Hondas of the era. Yeah. Um, that's exactly the case. It's super light. My daughter's first car, I found it through the trade, a um, very cheap uh, 89 Legend Coupe. Mm. And um, it, I think I paid $1,000 for it. Um, and it had a dodgy auto in it, um, which I got repaired quite cheaply again through the trade. Um, but she drove this thing for four years, not so much as a flat battery. The thing always started, always got her wherever she wanted to go. It was absolutely munted, you know, with hail and paint peeling off it and the leather was all torn, but it was a great car otherwise. Um, but uh, she had to drive my wife's car, and she had a, a Civic, an FD Civic at the time, and she came home and said, oh, I think there's something wrong with mum's car. The steering's so heavy in it. <laughs> a little while to work out. No, actually... <laughs> Your car has the lighter steering of any, you know, 90, late 1980s car ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's just what you're used to. Every other car is. Uh, yeah. My friend had an 86 Legend sedan, slightly older, but same running gear. And he, when he bought it, he was wiggling the wheel and he had his head out the window to see if the front wheels were disconnected because he said, it, it can't still be connected. It can't be dislighted. It must be broken. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but literally, that you talk about being able to do it with one finger. In those, you Absolutely. literally could. Yeah, yeah. Literally. literally. Mm. Matthew, with the um, a, a friend of mine that's got a uh, his one's a nineteen. It's a built December eighty nine, but sold ninety uh, Legend Coupe uh, Coupe. Yeah. Um, uh, 
burgundy with cream leather. It's a nice car. Um, and he, I remember when he, when I went out for the first time, it's, he took me for a drive, and it was very smooth. I remember how smooth that car is. And he, he's like, he, he even said that the steering's quite light in it. And um, but yeah, he, he loves that car. He reckons it's great. So was that a classic Japan last year? No, it wasn't. No. Oh, okay. um, but but his was a one owner car. He he found it, it was like a an old man had it, and then he um sold it, and then he he picked it up and put it on Club Reg, and yeah. Uh, they were beautifully engineered. I mean, light steering aside, they were they were over engineered. Everything on it was industrial strength. You know, for for and it really felt like planted on the road. Those cars, they were they yeah. were really good. and a very a very pretty car, like a lot yeah. of glass oh, cool. and thin pillars. Thin um, pillars, nicely yep. proportioned. They're they're still now a very attractive coupe. I think California and, wood walnut in the in the yeah. <laughs> and bought by conservative wealthy people who tended to look after them so a lot of them were you know the young punks weren't buying legend coupes it was, it was <laughs> not like, a, like 73 no, whatever. Dollars the um, so if you can find and they tended to be a lot of people it was their last car so they yeah. had them for a long time and, <laughs> and they, there's quite a few survivors out there not so many now, probably, but yeah, ten years ago, absolutely, there was a lot, a lot of legend sedans and coupes getting around. A couple of nice ones in the club. A couple of nice, yes. uh, yeah, coupes in the club. Yep. Yes. No, I've, I've always had a soft spot for those, and then, and then the generation after, um, they were quite an interesting car as well. Uh, they were interesting in the fact that they were the engine grew bigger, but it was northwest mounted. Like it was actually uh, sorry, sorry, and uh, just, just <laughs> northwest. It's in the corner of the bottom. In the corner of the car. Uh, <laughs> Um, I've completely lost it now. You're the um, it's it was north, north south, south. Mounted. yeah, north south mounted, um, yeah. but it was still four wheel drive, and I was like, oh, that, that was that's quite interesting. I always thought that was a bit it's interesting. Rare. Some Audis did that as well. They had north south front wheel drives, and my Renault Twelve was a north south front wheel drive, um, as is the Renault Sixteen north south front wheel drive. So there's some, some manufacturers have done that a bit. Um, but David, we need to ask David about the car that he's most well known for in the club, mm. because they're an interesting little thing. So <laughs> you are you are part of the uh, the Honda Car Club, Mr. David. I Pons. am. Yes, have been for a while now. Uh, I bought a Civic. Um, oh gosh, eighty three, eighty four. I think I bought a Civic to replace my Corollas that I had had for my first two cars, and um, thought, oh. I always loved Civics. It was actually down to a Mark One Golf or a, or a first gen Civic, and um, with the money I had to buy a car, and I could buy a gloppy Golf or I could buy a really nice Civic. So I went for the Civic, and um, yeah, never looked back really, actually. But the um, so is that uh, when you joined the Honda Car Club? Was that was that when you joined with the, with that Civic? Is that was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just thought I don't know a huge amount about them mechanically. I just thought it might be prudent that I might. You know, if there was anything went wrong with it, I might find someone in the club who knows a bit about them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, which which I did, thankfully. Made some great friends over the years through the club too. That wouldn't um, have been an old car when you got it in 83. <laughs> it, was about, it was a 70, 76 model. So, yeah, it was about... What's that? What's that? Yeah. Seven years old? That's like me buying a seven-year-old Mazda 3 now and joining the Mazda club. Like That's right. It's quite Not, unusual. It wasn't it unusual. Is really prudent. 
<laughs> well, it's just about the time, of course, the third gen Civic was out by then too, the, with the, the flat back ones. Um, yeah. And um, they were, you know, hugely popular at the time. So the first gens were considered a bit old hat by then, you know, because yeah. they that got so much better in the ensuing sort of 10 years since that was released. Yeah, um, yeah. But then when we, uh, so we had a couple of Hondas and then um, when our, after our, our first child came along, we had to buy a wagon. So to stay on the committee of the car club, I had to have a Honda. So my wife found one in the, uh, the newsletter for the magazine and bought me a 1970 Honda N360 Scamp for $50. Um, which someone had been trying to get rid of through the uh, via the magazine or via the club um, wouldn't start, but we could push start it. They've got a funny instead of a alternator, they've got a generator, and um, they've got a different sort of starting system. And um, basically, a, like based on heavily based on a motorbike, obviously that was one of the original K cars. Um, and uh, yeah, so to basically to keep this committee position, I, 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 we got this uh, scamp for 50 bucks, uh, came with a spare car for some parts and um, a, a mate in the club came around with the special tools and in the driveway at home, we pulled the, the stator apart and pulled the generator apart and replaced the bushes and turned the key and the thing hasn't stopped since. I've still got it. There you go. So, had it 30 years this year, it turns, it's a, it's 50 years old this year. Um, and I reckon for 50 bucks, it wasn't, wasn't a bad investment. I think it's brought me more oh, than 50 bucks worth of fun. How many, how many miles do you reckon you've done in it in the time you've had it? Oh, uh, look, not a huge mileage. It's pro I've probably done 10,000 miles. Well, is I reckon. that all you reckon? That's, that's all, all you know, yeah. you know. Look, it's not a, not, not a, a car that, I think it's an earned its retirement. You know, it's um, it, it's one literally one step up from a motorbike. So I mean, you drive it very defensively, and you drive it um, when the conditions allow. I mean, I've always had other cars as well, a work car or a family car. Yeah. Um, having said that, I did the Dutton Rally to in nineteen ninety five to the Grand Prix in Adelaide, the last year of the Grand Prix. You know? um, How does it run on that event? Because that's that's a great. Like a, well, I'd say like a Swiss watch, but I think it ran better than a Swiss watch. It actually yeah. ran like a Japanese watch, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was funny because um, Ed knows um, Murray Atkinson in the in the club. He was the um, I was the driver and he was the navigator, but he drove the competition stages as he uh, he was the current Victorian Motorcana Championship uh, champion at the time. Uh, so who, I've got who better to to, to exactly. that leg of the event? Absolutely. And he had helped me rebuild the engine in it before we did it. Um, with uh, we secured some sponsorship from Honda Australia, actually, who were wrapped because then they had all these people with NSXs, you know, wanting wanting to be sponsored in this rally. They said, "Sorry, we're already sponsoring your car. We're already sponsoring your car." <laughs> so for their, their, I think they gave us. I think they gave us. Oh, $2,000 at the time, I think, which was like a huge amount of money. But it paid for the engine rebuild, it paid our entry fees and our accommodation in Adelaide. Yeah, it paid for the car. <laughs> 50 bucks for the car. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, but yeah, we'd get, we'd get to hotel. It was five days Melbourne to Adelaide before the Grand Prix. And then um, you'd... you'd um, We'd get to a hotel at night, wherever we were staying, whether it was um, Swan Hill or Mildura or wherever, and yeah, you know, there'd be people doing clutches and you know pulling everything apart. And I'd say to Murray, 
shouldn't we be doing something? You said, no, no, he said, just leave it. He said, it's running perfectly. Just, just don't even open the bonnet. You know? well, so we just come, come out the next morning, turn the key, boom, boom, off and off we go. So everyone laughed at us when we turned up, of course, with a 360cc two-cylinder engine car. Um, but by about day three, they weren't quite laughing as hard. And, and um, we actually ended up 16th outright out of 180 cars. So oh, that's amazing. We, we did pretty well. That's incredible. Mainly because we nailed all the navigation sections, mainly. Our outright uh, thing wasn't wasn't great, but uh, outright uh, speed. But the motor car sections, no one could come near Murray in that car. I've no. got some great photos of it on three wheels. And, uh, <laughs> I saw one the other day for the first time. It looks fantastic. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Popping a little it, leg and... It came a little bit of a crowd favourite doing those. That rally I did that I've mentioned before on the show, I won't harp on about that shitbox rally where we took the Honda City, you know, to Perth and Darwin and what have you. It was the exact same scenario in terms of people were doing all sorts of huge repairs of an evening. Like they had an area called triage where all the dead cars would go and you would, and you know, the mechanics who were sort of on hand would just work their way through the list of cars. But they were, they had Subaru, like literally Subaru Outbacks, like much more suitable car than this little Honda, pulling drive shafts out and someone else was clutch and gear and head gaskets. And they do, they actually go to a lot of effort to keep them on the road, like as many as they can. Our Honda was just like yours, David. You just, we turned yep. it off, went and had a beer. And the next morning we pulled the choke out two notches and check, we, we checked the oil and water every day. No, doesn't need anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I <laughs> the water in the scamp because it's air cooled. <laughs> yeah, even better. But, um, and there was a guy in our buddy group of eight and he, I'm still friends with him. And he said, um, this is Daniel's dad. You've met yep. Peter. Right? Yep. At Shannon's and stuff. And he just said, Right at the the first day in the buddy group, he goes, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. We we were the, they're not going to make it. We were in that pile, according to him. Same thing. Day three or four, he's like, jeez, this little, uh, this little thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, respect. Respect the little. Quiet achiever. A quiet achiever. I love stories like that. That's so, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Now, David, isn't there something Matt might not know about the paint on that red scamp you've got? Because wasn't it painted with a brush, I believe? Uh, no, I. Uh, when you spend fifty dollars on a car, it's a little bit hard to justify a, a bare metal respray. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I've I've got my own business. I, I do uh, interior repairs, um, and as part of that, I used to spray leather interiors and vinyl roofs and stuff. So I had one of those. Was it was like the equivalent of one of those little beaver low pressure air compressors. So you, it worked a bit like a vacuum, you know, and it, vac, it literally vacuum, sprayed paint, um, not without the, a bit at low pressure, so you didn't get billowing clouds of overspray. So uh, another mate in the same organisation uh, was a panel beater by trade, and I said, oh, how hard would it be to do this with? Oh, he said, mate, you could paint it on with a brush. He said, as long as you just put enough paint on to, you know, rub back and all that. He said, it'll come up like glass. So <laughs> I got stuck into it one day with the with the little beaver and uh, prepared it all properly. I had I, I spent a couple of hundred bucks at the panel local panel beaters, and he, you know, bogged up some of the worst dints and stuff like that. But but uh, yeah, I, I put a lot of paint on it, and then this guy came around with his buff and and um, and buffed it back, and yeah, it was. Nearly Still thirty years ago, good. <laughs> and it's it's always been a ten foot car. That car yeah. has always been 
away looks brilliant and yes. looks great in photos. I mean, I can point out all the flaws. I know it so yes. so well now. Yeah. But um, and look, it's, it, I did notice the other day it's actually starting to show its age a bit in some areas. But well, I think I think that's part of the story of the car too. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, that's right. it's 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 earned those um, those bits where the paint's peeling off. Although you touch them up, and again, you don't notice it unless it's pointed out to you. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that car's led on to another couple of those little cars. Um, and I'm a member of a club in Japan that, uh, that, uh, is into them called the N360 Enjoy Club. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're, they're great. I mean, I, I can't understand word of their newsletters and stuff, but I love looking at the pictures and, I messaged the, the guys in the club and they obviously put it through some sort of translator and then they messaged me back this, you know, great English. sort of, yeah, that's right. This, the, 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 I have to sort of sit down and have a cup of tea with me to try and work out what, what they're actually saying, you know, but, <laughs> um, but I've, I've had a couple of trips to Japan and, and met up with them and actually a few years went up to the 50th anniversary of the N cars and I uh, had a brilliant weekend with them. Um, so, that uh, was, if I'm not mistaken, David, the first Honda that was ever sold in Australia, or worldwide, a car, uh, first Honda car. For the car, well, no, well, the S600 and the S800, the little sports cars, oh, okay. were earlier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's the first sort of, their, was their first um, attempt at a mainstream car, sort of, that had a back seat, number one. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, of course, the S600s and S800s, they actually didn't classify as K cars or... or um, in, in Japan because the engines were too big. So the, um, yeah. the engine had to be under 360 cc's. The car could only, had to be less than 1.3 metres wide, I think, and, and like 3,200 millimetres long. So yeah. they're they quite strict about that. And then that sort of, after the, the war, that sort of class of car mobilised Japan and Mazda had one and Subaru and, and um, Daihatsu, they, they all had K cars and that was sort of people's first introduction to cars. So, um, yeah, we, we were one of the few markets that got the 360 outside Japan, um, mm. released here in about 60, late 67, I think it was. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, then the, the bigger engine, the big block version, the 600cc. Oh. <laughs> uh, was, uh, was sold in America, and that was the first Honda sold in America. So they crow about those and how fantastic they are. But the, the 360 to me, uh, the first 600cc when I drove, I thought, well, it's going to be nearly twice as good as mine. But it's actually, no, it's at five more horsepower. Um, 31 horsepower the 360 produces. And, um, well, it's the, a bit talkier, the, the yeah, 600. It, it was talkier. Yeah. But um, the the 360 revs smoother and, and quieter, I think, in a lot of ways. It's it's a sort of a happier size for that for that capacity, I think. Yeah. Um, but um, you have to have a drive, Matthew, of David's. You should drive both, but David's <laughs> 600 N 600 is an auto. A two is it two speed auto? No, no, three speed. Yeah. Three speed auto. Now yeah. I I went into that before that drive thinking this is going to be dreadful. This is going to be <laughs> oh, awful really? and slow, you know. But in terms of okay, a six hundred cc three speed auto, this is not going to be good. And I came away going, this thing's brilliant. It's so calm and relaxing, and it hummed along beautifully. And I was just like, I said, I would drive this every day. This is fine. It's a very That's sweet little car. Yeah, I remember, you took you took that to um. 
to uh, what was the day last year that, that we went to? Oh, Japan. Japan. Yeah, that one. Classic Japan. Yeah. And um, I, I remember I, I sat in it when when we met up, and I'm like, this yeah. is such a little car. Like I, I couldn't get the smile <laughs> off my face. So like, this is so. It, it was very cute and petite and just really just just really sweet. Really sweet. Yeah, yeah. They, um, well, that's a really that's a lovely car because that one's done twenty two thousand miles from new. Wow! So that, that's that's a like a little museum piece. That car it's still got the plastic on the sun visors from the Suzuka plant in uh, <laughs> um, in Japan, and uh, it, it's a really sweet little car. Where'd you find um, that? Well, <laughs> how whereas, did you come to own that car, David? Okay, well, about twenty five years ago. Uh, I was uh, at work one day and I pulled up um, it, it, on the side street on Prospect Hill Road in Camberwell and I was looking the other way and I heard it before I saw it and thought, I know what that is, and this thing zinged past me on Prospect Hill Road and I thought, look at that. It was a, a really unusual colour. It's a light metallic blue called November Blue. Um, automatic i could see from the, the sticker on the boot and, and it still had the esquire motors sticker from elstonwick which was the, the honda dealer in elstonwick on the back window so of course i uh hit the indicator the other way and followed it and uh down to the shops in camberwell um and um said to the um you know excused myself to the, the lady driving and uh, said, oh, I love your car. I said, I've got one of these myself, you know. Oh, I said, if ever you want to sell it, here's my card. You know, I'm in the Honda Car Club. And, oh, she said, I'll never sell my car. I love my car, you know. And she told me all about buying it and the fellow she bought it from and all that. And she just lived at the other end of Prospect Hill Road and she used it every week to do her shopping. So she'd just drive down Prospect Hill Road to to target then turn around drive back then she'd get back home she'd put it in the garage and then she'd put a blanket over it because the cat liked to sleep on it on the bonnet because <laughs> it was warm so not only was the thing garage it actually had a blanket covering it too so the thing was just condition it was it was like a little well even back then it was immaculate um anyway over the years she she rang me a couple of times when um she had, you know, a couple of things. She'd go through exhausts in it because, of course, the, the the exhausts would rust out because they they wouldn't get wouldn't get driven enough. Uh, and at the time, it only had seventeen thousand miles on the clock, I think. Um, anyway, the day came and she she said, "Oh, she said my family want me to give up driving. You're still interested in my little car?" And I said, "Oh, look, I really am." Um, she said, "Well, come round and, and and talk to my son. He he wants to meet you and all that." So I went round, met the son and all that, and. Oh, he, he was sure it was worth a lot of money because it was so rare and, you know, um, desirable. Well, I said, well, it is rare. I said, and, and I desire it, but I said, it's not actually worth a lot of, you know, a huge amount of money. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever they want, I can't, I, I think it was about two and a half or three grand he wanted, which isn't a lot of money really in, in relative terms, but I had three little kids and mortgages and all those sorts of things and not a lot of spare time or, or cash or space. Um, anyway, long story short, um, I persuaded someone else in the car club to buy it who'd had one new. Fifty and, bucks? Uh, was it fifty bucks as well? No, 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 that, no, no. He paid. He paid what they were asking for it because he he could see what a beautiful car it was, and he had it for I reckon. Well, he had it for probably the next twenty years, and 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 uh, Max is getting on in in age now and uh, looking to rationalize rationalize his things, and he he rang me. Oh, yeah, probably two, probably 
probably two years ago now, and said, you still want that little blue car? I said, oh, yes. I said, I think the time's come. So I've only had that one a couple of years now, but I've uh, I've had a longer association with it. 30 years, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that one's a keeper too. That's a lovely little car. Mm. I recommend yeah. to drive it. You highly yes, yes, you've got to have a drive, Matty. You'd love it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be very keen. I'd be very keen to drive that. So, no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, all of those of old cars like that, that that haven't ever been restored. You know, everything, all the the switch gear works beautifully, and the doors shut beautifully, and every everything about it. You just want to drive it with your fingertips, you know, just to yeah. preserve it and keep just, it. Uh, keep it as it is, yeah. Mm, no, yeah. I, I love stories like that. That's that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> now, Matt, do we have a topic we need to briefly cover off this evening? Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. It's if you had to buy one car as a one car solution, what would you what would you go for? So this would be a car you could, you know, um, haul the family in, uh, take it on road trips, you could even take it on a track day. Like if, if you had to buy one car that you could you could just do and do, do everything, what and it, yeah, just do everything for you, what would it be? It's a very you first. I've got to still think about this. <laughs> I uh, this is why I have nine cars because <laughs> no, and I always maintain no one car does everything. You know, there are sports cars that are great sports cars. There are four drives that are four drives. There are luxury cars that are great luxury cars. You know, none of them do everything. But I think one that might come close for me would be something like a Mercedes wagon, um, like a 300TE wagon, being mm. big load carrier, beautiful luxury car, lovely on the open road, pretty good on fuel for the size of the car, great turning circle. You could do 90% of everything in that car and it would accommodate what you were trying to do. And it still looks good when you rock up out the front of somewhere. People go, oh, respect, nice shape, you know, timeless. Um, Timeless Not not worth silly money now. I think that'd be, that'd probably be close for me. Mm. Um, The only thing it doesn't do is go off road, but then overseas they did have the formatic all-wheel drive versions of that car. We never got them, but... Imagine that at an all drive four Matic 300 TE. You could order order them here. Could you order a four Matic? You could. Um, I had one one of the early ones I worked on at uh, what was Worrell's Motors back in the day in Turak, uh, who are now Mercedes Benz Turak. it was a 300T four Matic, and it was belonged to someone who had a lot of money. Um, But yeah, no, they'd ordered it. Through through Benz uh, as a formatic from the factory because yeah. I didn't know what formatic was. I mean, I could work it out, but but I'd never yeah. seen the badge on on a car before. Yeah, I never knew that you could you could do that. I always thought anything here that was formatic was an import. So there you go. But mm. I reckon that that had come close for me. That I remember reading my um my manual for my two hundred and sixty e, and it said like you know it had all the options like two hundred and sixty e. 300e then 300 um e you know for formatic you know it had, had like all the list of cars you could, you oh, yeah. could get so oh, I, yeah. I was i didn't know that they they wouldn't have sold that many of them here though because like uh, that have to be a very rare car it would have been a horrendously if that was an option it would have been a horrendously priced mm. option 
Like you'd be talking, okay, the car's 110 grand and it might've been another 15 to get formatic or 10 to get formatic or something. Wow. It yeah. It, I don't know, but it would have been big. Yeah. Very popular in Europe, you know, in the snowy parts of Europe, yeah. I'd imagine, wouldn't it? That and was North America and places North America. Like yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So mm. what about David? Any thoughts on the all-rounder vehicle? Ooh. Um, the one that I've, that springs to mind immediately, and I have, have, have said that it, I think it's really good value because it is so many things in the one package. Well, I know what you're going to say here. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and, and I do like, I like oh, lots of cars, but in recent experiences, the new Civic Type R. Um, oh, I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> oh, really? What do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say the Honda Jazz because it's so practical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> had the brand right. Yeah, had the brand. <laughs> kind of halfway there. Halfway there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was. Um, I had a had a, a loan of a Type R for a week, and um, I uh, the, the previous shape that was sold by Honda. I think that's the FN2. FN2, yeah. The, yeah, the round bubbly one. With, I remember with the, driving the, that. the triangle lights and the, the wedgie shape kind of that's triangle one, lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can remember driving that when they were released and um, thinking, oh, Type R, this is going to be pretty cool, you know, and reaching out and didn't even like the door handle feel on the drive. They've got a real plasticky door handle. Mm. I thought, oh, that's a bit nasty. And anyway, took it for a drive. Hated it, just revy and harsh, and you know, and and the overwhelming sensation I had with that car was that got out of it and just thought, oh well, okay, um, I am getting older. Uh, that nothing about that car appeals to me, um, and and so roll on another ten years, and the, and the the new ones coming out, they're talking about it, and Honda had this huge lead in time of about nearly two years, I reckon, talking about bringing the new Type R out and it finally arriving. And I can remember thinking, oh, I better be excited. It's a Team Type R, it's a Honda, you know. Um, and taking it for a drive and thinking, oh, hang on a minute. This is this is pretty good, you know. And, um, the you know, like Ed said, you can put the back seat down, load it up with stuff. You could do a track day. You could, you know, take the family. It was it was brilliant. I absolutely fell under the spell of that car. It was, I haven't driven a Focus RS, Um and people say, oh, they're not as good as the Focus RS. Although other, some, some people say, say they're, you know, they prefer them to the Focus RS. Mm. Um, but everyone I know that's got one, I know a few people that have them now, just love them. And uh, yeah. I reckon as far as the money you spend to have a car that you can do track days, you can um, load up, you can you drive it every day, it's quite comfortable to drive. It doesn't have that harshness of the earlier ones with the adaptive dampers and stuff like that that it's got now. Yeah, um, that's that would be hard to beat, I reckon. I reckon that. Uh, sorry, Matt, go. Yeah, you go. I was just going to say, I thought much the same as David with that car. I'm, I'm not a major fan of the styling of it, but um, I drove that for a, one day when you had it for that week, and I yes. wasn't expecting. You know, I was expecting what David said before. You know, harsh, revy you know, go over a pothole and you'd break your back, you know, because I've driven older Type R Integras and things. And I, I just, that's what I was expecting, you know, and, and yeah. I, I lived with it for one day and it was in the wet, so I couldn't go too nuts with it. But the ride, the ease of it, um, the comfort of it, I was just like, even the seatbelt buckle was this lovely big chunky buckle. And I remember just going, that actually is really nice to drive, you know. I wouldn't it. It surprised me like it surprised you, David. And uh, I thought, okay, I wouldn't buy it, buy it based on styling, but in terms of a 
um, uh, having that Jekyll and Hyde usability and performance all in one, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Even the styling grew on me more after I'd driven it. It was almost like, okay, I get it now. I, 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 I get why it looks like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I can I can forgive that. But if you didn't like the stuff, just buy it in black. You don't see half the stuff if, if you get a black one. <laughs> we've, well, we've, said that, we've said that on the show. Yeah. Uh, dark grey. We like it in the dark grey. Yeah, in Ooh, that so little. Beautiful. Yeah. I like it in that colour. And, you know, from all accounts from what, from what I've read, everyone says the same thing. What were they thinking with the styling? But in terms of how they drive, they're just phenomenal. Um, mm. and, and I think that they've just released the facelifted version, I think, from memory. And I've seen what the facelifted one, and it, it, it does look better. I think, it, yep. I, think it's a, I think it's a lot neater, and there's not as much plastic, just things everywhere. Um, so, things are- yeah, you know, I, I, quite, I quite like that um, as, a, as, as your pick. That, that's actually quite clever. What's yours? Um, well, I was going to go with a Mercedes wagon of some description. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> Snap. Um, um, I thought that might. I kind of thought you were. Um, either probably like an E63 or something, but but I'm, I'm obviously uh, the maximum I spent on a car would be like for me 15 to 20 grand <laughs> um, oh, right. that I ever spent. Um, so in my kind of reality, I would probably I wouldn't mind like a um, like an old GC8 uh, WRX wagon. Um, like oh, an early WX wagon, or a, uh, um, or like a Liberty wagon, or because because like I'm kind of like what a forest, like your Forester. Yeah, no, Forester is. That's a good one. It is an old runner, and this is why like, I'm a Subaru guy now. I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I'm actually I like <laughs> I like so I like Subarus after driving this Forester. And you, I mean, David, you listened to the show before. You know how much like I bag on SUVs because I just think they're the <laughs> cars. Um, do bag on SUVs, but I am saying that the biggest hypocrite right now. But actually, I really like my Forester. I reckon the Forester is like it's it does everything that it needs to do. The reason why I choose probably a, a Liberty or a WRX over it is because it's, it is that bit lower and they, they do handle that bit better. Um, but yeah. in terms of like the go anywhere ability, yeah, like Subaru, like you know, wagon turbocharged thing, which you can have fun on a track, you can load it up, you can take it to the snow, you can you can have a you can have a ball with it, and yeah, it'll it'll, it'll work so. Nice. And I think that's what's fueled, and yeah, it's fueled a lot of the whole SUV craze. Absolutely, people want that a bit of this, bit of that, all rounder. In, I mean, in the end, you end up being sort of bad at everything, but it does a little bit of everything. You know, yeah, it does everything to a to a point. Agree, it's higher than a normal car. It's not as big as a proper Nissan Patrol or a Land Cruiser four wheel drive. It's easier to park. You know, I can put my things in, I can fold the seats down, I can go to the snow, I can pick up the kids, and it's all, it's reasonably economical. You know, it's, it can't, they kind of are all rounder cars, and which is why everyone's got nuts for SUVs, I suppose. Yeah, I just, yeah, I still don't get the appeal. I mean, my, my forest is obviously based on an Impreza um, platform. So the, 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 the running gear and everything's exactly the same, just a little bit higher and um, a little bit wider. Yeah. However, um, you know, I think now as my forest assists, it's just, it looks like just a little bit of a, it just looks like a slightly higher wagon and instead of, um, well, because it's been lowered, but that's, um, it just, it's, it feels like, like to me, like a, like a better proposition than like something like a, let's say an eco sport or, or something like unfor- unforgivably bad, like, like one of those things. Um, 
I've just yeah. got a bit of coming in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not exactly a good car. That's Do you know sure. where they're built? No, they, where are, they? are they South Africa? Are they built in India? They're built in India. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes, I think it's one of the first cars after the Suzuki Alto of, you know, like the... the old, yeah, the old Alto, wasn't it? Uh, the old Altos were built by Mahindra. Yeah, the Eco Sports are built in India. 99.9% sure. Wow. I hope that's the not... Sugar is, the other, the other all-round, if I could guarantee that I could find a nice one, and I don't think you can now... Um, but an original RS Liberty wagon. Yes. That would, yes. would be a lovely, lovely club. Those, were, car. those were a hot car. Used and to I love that sticker good. along the, the, the rear door on them. Constant, Constant just went on and on. But they look good. Those lovely 15-inch alloys on them. and um, yeah. They had like and, a charcoal sort of alloy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very oh, nice. They were a hot car. Like, they were a quick car, too, for, for their day. Um, still quick. The, wa the wagon looks so much nicer than the sedan in that. So much nicer. Yep. Yeah. Much, yep. much cleaner look. Yeah. You know, I didn't like the sedans on those because the sedans, like, it was like the back end just kind of just went straight down. And it was just like, it, was, it looked like it was, it looked like it was rear-ended, that car. Um, yeah, very, it, yeah. very flat. But it was finished. That step behind the rear door up to the rear three-quarter window, it had a, if you look at the body line, it's like, la, 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 window line, window line. Then it does this kink. Kink, up. yeah. Like they forgot about it. And, oh, shit, the back, the boot doesn't match the <laughs> other bit. Whereas the wagon was all the way along, um, you know, consistent window line. And that's just... Yeah. See, a wagon, original uh, RS Turbo wagon, it, for me... Either in white or black, um, with like like some WRX wheels, on it would just be an awesome little car to just just have and drive. That'd be that'd be epic. Mm. Um, yeah, I always like even in the non-RS versions that wagon. I always liked driving. They were it was the first kind of I don't want to say serious. I suppose it was the first sort of serious luxury attempt Subaru had at a real mid-sized car because before yeah. that the touring it wagons was. and things were quite small. Whereas the Liberty was like, okay, this is kind of like a Magna, you know, not yep. not quite as big in wagon form, and maybe probably not quite as big in sedan form, but it was a it was a player in that real Camry Magna sort of market, and um, and they it hadn't really even a bit pegged a bit more of a luxury version too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The GX friends of ours bought a brand new GX wagon in in ninety or ninety one. It would have been ninety, I think, and mm. that had. Um, you know, GX being the mid-spec had like the velour upholstery, the power windows, the cruise control. It was, and the you know, double DIN stereo, and it had the height um, airbag suspension. You'd push the button on the dash, it would raise it up, you know, two, three inches, which notoriously became troublesome like all airbag suspension. <laughs> but it was, it was a really impressive car when it was new. I was like, oof. And they started off at, I remember they paid something like 23 grand for that. Um, mm. in 1990, but pretty soon after that, they they went up in price. They were yeah. they were high 20s and nudging 30 sort of thing. Um, I remember um, going in one uh, when I was a kid, and I'm like, it felt really refined from memory. Like it felt like really smooth and refined, and like um, I remember how everything looked kind of. It felt nice to be in there because I was I was so used to being in a 
except that was falling apart. Uh, this car was um, <laughs> this really car was quite that. nice. Yeah. Uh, and then we then then obviously my dad got the got the the V6 Camry after that, which which was which was very nice mm-hmm. itself. But um, luxury, luxury Camry. Uh, but yeah, I always the always thought. The only thing about the standard liberties was the sound of them, the Boxer engine. Mm. Yeah. It, it sounded a bit like a, a bit agricultural, I think, compared to a lot of the competition. But but they, they sold boatloads of the things. They couldn't get enough into the country. They they just sold them. But that gave them character too. That lub dub dub dub. Well, true. There's that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always quite liked it, and they were talky. You know, the two point two boxer was a really nice talk. Did it didn't rev particularly high, but it was a beautiful talky low down engine. Mm. An interesting so so. Um, Usually through Volkswagen dealerships too. There was usually because yeah. LNC were bringing in Volkswagens and Subarus at the time, so the dealerships would usually join yeah. Volvo, uh, not Volvo, Volkswagen and yeah. um, Subaru dealerships. Yeah, right. there you go. yeah. So the wow. LNC, so the, the Boxer engine design sounded a bit like the Beetle engine design. Yeah, so. yeah. exactly right. Exactly right. The uh, the block still comes apart, so yeah, it's a safe, it's a safe thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt, do we have to do the quiz now? Is yes, it's quiz time. Uh, so, uh, uh, David's just had a, had a drink, had a, had a squiz of water to be like, all right, ready to go. <laughs> He's pumped. Yeah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm going I'm to get everyone wrong now. I can just imagine. Oh, <laughs> ask me. Um, Edward's scared. We can see it in his face. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, so the, the quiz is 10 questions. Um, it's whoever gets the high score out of the, out of the 10. Uh, we've got the new format now where we ask, um, what car am I every second question? Um, so you have to kind of, you can, you can buzz in at any time and your buzzer is your name, David. So you say David okay. and, you, and then, um, okay. and you can jump in. Um, Edwards is looking away and he's like, "Oh, geez, I'm in, I'm in trouble here. I'm in strife." Um, <laughs> I'll give up now. I always uh, was a quitter. If it if it's about W something or others, then then I, I could struggle with that too. So, oh, Benzes, we might get him on the Benzes, Matty. <laughs> All right, question one. In the interest of uh, Mr. Bunting, this one is: In what mm. year did the first Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution come out in? Oh God, Ooh. Ed. Ed, say the first Lancer Evolution was. Well, uh, mine's an ninety-three. <laughs> Incorrect. Ooh, David. So Do usually, I so I have a crack, David, at answering that. Here's the here's a hint. With Edward, when it comes to a year question, he's always like one or two years off. <laughs> uh, so you either go off. Wise out. Oh, well, six is ninety-nine. Must have been earlier than that. Must have been the ninety-two. It was ninety-two. Oh, Dang, you see, I'm always one year out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you, he's always one year off when it comes to every time. I'm one year out every time. Anyway. All right, next question two. What car am I? A child of the 80s. This car was made by a company as a whole new platform. This car was built to take on the then new AW11 MR2 as a mid-engine sports car. While looking very similar to the MR2, it also had pop-up headlights. 
This car came with a wider choice of engines, both a V6 and a four-cylinder, in both automatic and manual formats. Made and sold in America, what am I? David. David. Pontiac Fiero. Pontiac yeah. Fiero is correct. Well done. I kept, I kept thinking, Australia, Australia, what did we yeah, get? I'm thinking, that doesn't make sense. As soon as you said made and sold in America, I'm thinking, Fiero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, question Sorry, three. possibly a good car, did you say? Wasn't a good car. Wasn't no. a good car. No, oh, that's no. It. more, more and, accurate. <laughs> do you remember an 80s film where one featured? Oh, is this bonus points? Not really, but just out of interest. Yeah, I'm sure was, there were several. There was a very uh, well-known 80s film called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Day Off. Oh, and the sister... Jeannie, who was a little strumpet, she drove a, a white Fiero. <laughs> okay. There were, there were more interesting cars in Ferris Bueller's Day Off than I Yeah, I think it was the Ferrari, really, and that was... Yeah, yeah there was <laughs> UT California, but, uh, okay. yeah, Fiero, sister. Fiero. Question three. In what decade did the original Nissan S chassis S10 come out in? Okay. Ed, got in there. Say S chassis. We're talking like what a, a, an S fifteen thing, but the original yeah, one of those. But the original, the S ten. Ten. Oh, I would have said eighties. It's incorrect. Oh, there you go, David. On a platter. Have that on a platter. Oh, could it be the seventies? It is the seventies. <laughs> Edward's like, no, I'm done now. I'm done. Uh, David, I'll give you a score check. It's three to you, zero to Edward. Oh, okay. Thank you. I've enjoyed tonight. I, I don't, probably won't be asked on again, but it has been. This is the last time you're ever coming on. <laughs> what car am I? With its badge dating back to the, uh, and appearing in the, in the early 1990s, this vehicle was kind of an experiment to where it arguably became the most Aussie thing ever. Always with a V8, rear drive, and a big body kit, this car could show you that you didn't need to have four doors to have fun. Originally using a five-liter Australian-made V8, then getting a later LS-powered engine in its later life. What car am I? Sounds like a sort of a kit car or something. Did he say 90s? Started in the 90s, and it went all the way till the end of this company's um, Australian production. Well, that limits it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably holding on forward, doesn't it? It's one of those, Edward. <laughs> Not Toyota, I'm guessing. Um... <laughs> I think, what, what sort of holding on forward would it be with a fiberglass body and a V8? No, not a fiberglass body. It's a body kit, big body kit. It had a body kit. Oh. Five-litre V8 originally, then grew to an LS engine. So LSNs uh, would be... That's uh, Holden. Holden, Holden oh. yes. I'm getting closer. What is it, an HSV or is a whole, I don't know. You're halfway there. I'll give you a 0.5. It's a HSV, but what HSV is it? Is it a club sport? No, incorrect. Okay. David, I can give you the it's other half great. if you get it right. Have another one, David. Have another one. Senator? Incorrect. It said that you didn't need four doors to have fun. It's a HSV Malou. Oh, Malou, Malou. Oh, Malou. Oh. Are you... The okay, youth. Okay. 0.5 to Edward there. Okay. He's on the board. He's on the board. Right. 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 <laughs> Question five. 
The Volvo P1800 was available with two body styles. What were they? Head. Head. That was a two-door coupe. Correct. Well, That's you, might, you might even call it a two-door sedan because it did have a boot, I think. Uh, and then there was the wagon, like a, the, or the hatch with the flat glass back. Um, I'll give you the one point. I'll give you an extra half point if you know what the, that was called. David. The, David. The ES. Don't I get the half point? What am I going to do? What what movie star was made famous by driving one? David. Yes, David. <laughs> oh, you're answering the question. It was Roger Moore. Yeah, was it Roger Moore? Yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, um, I'm so, pretty car. I like those. It, they are a pretty car. I'm a big fan of them. On a side note, someone sent me uh, a picture of the original wagon one, the ES, with the um, as new stylized, like a modern version of it like a like a you know prototype sort of thing and i was like that is a good looking two-door it looked fantastic if you google well, it you're the volvo the the focus based uh c30 volvo was meant to be styled along the lines of that with a glass yeah. hatch yep. that, yeah yeah, it was, yeah my friend here. has one and it's it's a very underrated car i like that yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thank you car question six what car am i produced from 1988 to 1995 this car was a front-wheel drive hatch made by Carmen in Germany. Throughout its run, offered this 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 car offered many different engine sizes, most notably a supercharged four-cylinder and a VR6 engine. This car had a rear wing which would raise its speed, which was something unheard of for a car at this price point. What car am I? 88 to 95. By Carmen. That's what's thrown me off. The it, the cars were made by Carmen, but they were made for a different company. And yeah. with a VR6 engine, that only kind of makes it one it, company. It, it, oh, it, 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 that's golf. VR6 is golf. It is the Cabrio, I think, you're talking if it's Carmen. It wasn't the, it wasn't the golf. Well, it's not a VR6. They had a VR6, but it wasn't, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the golf, the one I'm looking for. Uh, David. What Corrado. Is that? It is the Corrado. Well done. Oh. We never got those. <laughs> cool car, though. A very cool car. They were big in Britain, I think, weren't they? The Corrado. I didn't know so they, they were made by car. There you go. Uh, question seven. The Nissan... Sorry, am I still half a point? You're still on um, uh, 1.5, Edward. Okay. Score okay. check. Uh, 1.5 to you, Edward. David is on 4.5. There you go. I don't think I can win. Question seven. I mean, if you get everything right, you can tie it up, I think. Yeah. Um, question seven. The Nissan Mar March, or Micro as we had it here, the Super Turbo, had an engine size of what? Whoever gets closest will get the point. David. David. 1.6? Incorrect. Ooh. So this is a Micro, Nissan Micro that we did get here, but the Turbo version of that. Yes. I think it was smaller than that. I'm going to go 1.3. You're both wrong, but Edward, you're closest. It's 930cc. Oh, it's a one litre. Yeah, 930. Sweet, sub one litre. The ones we got here that were not turbo, were they 1.3? Uh, I'm 1.4. There, there was something small. I, I remember 
Oh, it was the K11 we got here. I think that was the that was the. Um... Yeah, the first ones they were actually built in the UK. The ones we got, and they only yeah. came as a CVT originally, but the manual yeah. came out in the a bit later in the model run, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Question not eight. Great, not greatly built cars, like not not amazing, not up to other standards, like yes. Honda. Honda. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Question eight. Honda plugs all around. Question eight. What car am I? Often referred to as the ugly duckling of the lineup when sold. This car from the 2000s, sold by its Japanese company, had impressive road manners, a powerful V6, and very, very bland styling. Known for its reliability and ease of use, and marketed in com- with commercials with old people driving it, this car wasn't exactly this Ed. Mitsubishi 380? Incorrect. This car wasn't exactly sold as a hot car. Sold by Toyota. What car am I? David. That would have to be the Avalon. It was the Avalon, correct? (laughs) Question nine. Before Subaru was using the Impreza in WRC, what did they use? Oh, David. David. I don't know how far back you want to go, but there was a four-wheel drive turbo Leone. Mm Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was there, but but right before uh, the Impreza. Oh, okay. Well, you see, I was going. I'm older than you, so I'm going for. Because <laughs> <laughs> what was their model lineup? If you think about it, they got the for the Impreza. The Impreza came out what ninety three, ninety four. Two. Two, yeah. So, so before that, you had like the touring wagon. You had a Liberty. Was it the Liberty? It was a Liberty Legacy, yeah. That's that. That was the one. Oh, okay. Used. Yep. Okay. Question ten: What car am I currently on sale? This luxury arm of a budget company has stepped up and has been taken notice by its German rivals for fit and finish and quality of drive. Sold Ed. with Ed Genesis. It's that's half it. You you, you know the brand, but what model is it? Genesis. Point five, Edward. They've got three models now, Edward. They've got three models, my friend. That's about David. the different models. David. Can I get the other half a point? Is it the G50? It isn't the G50. Sold with a 3.8 litre V6 and priced from $77,000 onwards. This full-size sedan is available with features such as Nappa leather, power-adjustable rear seats. What car am I? It's a G80, isn't it? It G- is the G80. Um, you've got to get 0.5 each. So, <laughs> listen, uh, Matt, listen, if you look at the VFAX sales figures, Genesis sell <laughs> like seven cars a month in this country. <laughs> I think by saying Genesis early on like that, that's worthy of a point. Edward, you've there's so many flavors and you've chosen G eighty on the road. There's none, buddy boy. There's none. As I said, you've chosen salty as a flavor. Um, <laughs> out of all the you flavors you could have chosen, finding another one of David's white on white on white Wolfsburg edition of rabbit. <laughs> finding a G eighty Genesis. <laughs> Edward, you've gotten one, two, three, four. Um, David. 
You've gone one, two, three, four, five, six. Well oh. done, David. Yay, David. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on the show tonight. Thank you, David, for such short notice for jumping on. No, you're welcome. It was good fun. Thank you. Hopefully I didn't take you away from your TV show I know you wanted to watch. Uh, <laughs> no. You no, you <laughs> Good show. Um, <laughs> good show. <laughs> Have you watched it? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E with Matty J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on ShadEngine.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting up. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk. Check out our merch. Uh, we've got our merch on our Teespring store. Um, links on our Facebook page as well as you just type in Car Talk store. I've got the Honda, sorry, the Honda. Um, I, do have, I, do have two, I do have two Hondas on it. I've got the Honda City with the motor Compo, Edward, and I've got the Honda Legend on there. But this, oh, week, no. this week I'll be putting up a um, Toyota Crown Royal Saloon from 1984. Ooh. So... That is my that's my latest one that I've been working away on. So that'll be up. Oh, the Lewis died to trim those interiors. Mm. Oh yeah, yes, they were just everywhere in that. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on again, and I'll see you next time. Take it easy. Thanks, Thanks Maddie. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs>